week I took my kids or my wife took my kids to the doctor. Uh, don't worry, it wasn't an emergency. There was no sickness. There was no, nobody got hurt. Uh, they were essentially going for a well check. And, uh, if, you know, you're familiar with that. You go to the doctor, you get, uh, you know, all your uh, vital signs taken, and they, they check your progress. And whenever the kids go to the, the well check, it always makes me a little bit nervous uh, because they always, you know, they, they, they put you on the scale and they, and they always measure their height. Now, you may not know this uh, because I'm up on stage a lot. I, I, I'm a slightly on the shorter side of the – who laughed? That was, not, that was not nice. I'm slightly on the shorter side of the spectrum. <laughs> Ashley, that was really not nice. Anyway, so when my kids uh, get, get measured, it always makes me a little bit nervous. Are they tall enough? Are they growing enough? Are they, are they uh, making progress? And there was one time where um, one, one of my kids in particular had measured on a very uh, low percentile in height. And I remember looking at the doctor and I said, oh, boy, that's really low. Is that normal? And she looked at me and she said, you're, you're their dad? <laughs> I said, yes. And she said, oh, it's perfectly normal. It's important to measure your progress. It's important to measure your growth. It's important to, to know where you are on the stage of your maturity level. Uh, and this is true physically, but what John is going to say this morning is that every so often, it's really important to have a spiritual well check. It's important to know uh, if you're making progress in the spiritual life. Now, John, in this book, uh, his theme is knowing God. And uh, John wants us to have fellowship with God. John, John wants us to know that we know God. And John, John, the, the language that he uses is very, uh, you know, he's, he uses hyperbole and he uses stark contrasts. And so with John, you either know God or you don't know God. Uh, you either love your brother or you hate your brother. Now, which is it? One or the other. You, you either keep the commandments or you don't keep the commandments. You are either in the light or you are in the darkness. And as you read John, you can almost think, well, if that's what it means to know God, I don't know that I know him. I, I don't know that I'm at that level to know God. If this is what it means, if it's either this or that. And John doesn't want to leave us with that impression. And so in this passage that we're going to look at today, John, uh, he takes a break from his argument and he takes time to address the spiritual stages of development. John wants us to know that knowing God is all about growth. It's all about a journey. And, and this is the way Christians have talked about knowing God for ages. Uh, they've talked about knowing God, not in terms of arriving, but in terms of a journey, in terms of a pilgrimage, in terms of process. And so uh, one old author, Martin Luther, puts it like this, this life, therefore, is not about righteousness, but about growth in righteousness, not about health, but healing, not being, but becoming, not rest, but exercise. We are not yet what we shall be. We are growing towards it. The process is, yet, is not yet finished, but it is going on. This is not the end, but it is the road. All does not yet gleam in glory, but all is being purified. Now, notice the language of process there. Growth, healing, becoming, growing process. The road is what he calls the journey to knowing God. And so John wants us to know that knowing God is not necessarily black or white. There's a journey that all of us are on towards knowing 
the Father. And so in the passage, what John does is he addresses stages along the journey. And so uh, what he does is he says, I'm writing to you, little children. And then he says, I'm writing to you, fathers. And then he says, I'm writing to you, young, young men or young women. And John here is not talking about physically, uh, you know, physical children or physical fathers or physical young men. What John is talking about here are, are spiritual stages in spiritual development. Uh, God's family, like every human family, has members of differing maturity. John is giving us a well check. He's saying, what stage are you at? Where are you in your spiritual journey? It's important to know where you are. Uh, healthy people grow. Are you growing? How do you know? Well, you've got to look at the stages of spiritual development. And so uh, today what I want to do is I want to go through the three different stages that John gives us here. And then we're going to stand back and ask, well, what, how might we apply this to our own lives? And so let's read the passage together. At, at verse 12, I am writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Three stages of spiritual development. The first one is spiritual childhood. Let's look at this stage. So uh, the, the first stage, maybe, you're, maybe this is where you are, but this is at the very beginning. This is when you're a baby Christian. And so, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the Bible talks about Christianity in terms of new birth, about, be, about being born again. And so if you're at this stage, you're at the very beginning, you're a spiritual newborn. And the, and the key phrase at this stage is the phrase new. So Paul, uh, one, one, the apostle Paul says, if anybody is in Christ, he, he or she is a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things, there's a spiritual baby right there. All things have become new. The key word is new. And so just as a little child is discovering the world for the first time, you know, their little finger, oh, I've got fingers, what an amazing thing. And they're, they're you know, amazed by a little butterfly. They're, they're, they're just enamored with a blade of grass. They're discovering the world for the first time. It's the same way for a spiritual newborn. They're discovering what it means to be a Christian for the very first time. So everything's new. They've got a new identity. Uh, they've got a new freedom in Jesus, a new power to live the Christian life. They've got, you know, a, a new love and a new joy and a new purpose. And all of this is brand new. And they're just marveling. They're in awe of just the simple reality of being a Christian. Uh, Peter says this, like newborn babies, long for the pure milk of the word so that you may grow and respect the salvation and so in this stage, you're growing and you're discovering and you're, you're devouring the word like milk, the scripture like milk. I remember this stage in my development. Uh, I had always known the scripture. I, I grew up in a Christian home, but there was a period when, when I was, it's almost like I heard the scripture for the very first time and I was highlighting and underlining and circling things in my Bible. I was just devouring scripture because all of it was new. All of it was discovery. At this stage, uh, you know, these new Christians, they just love being at church. You know, almost whenever the, the doors are open, they're here. 
almost a little annoying, perhaps. Uh, there was one man, actually, I, I did a funeral for a man, uh, R.L. Ford. Some of you may have known him. But he was 67 years old, but he was a brand new Christian there in his old age. And he, and he came by the office one day, and he said, Brent, I love being at church. He said, whenever the doors are open, I'm there. And when they shut, I'm sad to leave. I mean, he just loved being in the presence of God and hearing the scriptures taught because it was all so brand new. Uh, John mentions two things that are new here in particular. He says, I write to you because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake and because you've come to know the Father. And so forgiveness of sins, it's brand new, you know. Some of you may remember this, where forgiveness, where, uh, you know, your past is gone and forgotten and redeemed. And you feel the, the burden just rolling off and there, there's such joy in just the simple bare fact of your forgiveness, and you've met the Father. God has gone from being a, a distant, far-off deity to being your heavenly Father. And you've met God, and you're just enamored, and you're excited, and you're, and you're growing, and you're devouring the Word of God. Now, this stage is, is there's, there's almost a charming naivete about a, a baby Christian, you know, and you could hear it sometimes in their prayers. I remember there was one guy that he, he was, I knew that he was a baby Christian. He was brand new, and, and I was praying with him. And I heard his prayer. He was, he was just praying. He wanted everybody to be saved. God, save my grandma and save my mom and save my, my brother and save John. And, and God, he said, God, just save the devil. And I remember thinking, is that theologically, is that right? I don't know, maybe. But there's almost a charming naivete. You know, they, they pray these prayers that are almost uh, overly simplistic, but just bold. And they're excited. The danger at this stage is kind of losing your way. The danger, you know, there's one point where Paul says, be no longer tossed to and fro by every, every wind of doctrine, but, but grow up and become strong. The, the, the danger of this, of, this, of this stage is being tossed to and fro and, and finally maybe losing your way. And so at this stage, what you really need, if this is where you are, you need, uh, you need to apprentice yourself to somebody a little bit older in the faith. And so interesting, uh, the, word, the Greek word for a child in the passage, uh, John says it twice. These are two different Greek words. One is the Greek word technon. Can we all say technon? Technon. And the other one is the Greek word paideia. We all say paideia. Uh, they're, they're used interchangeably most often throughout the New Testament, but there's a very slight nuance of difference. And so, so technon just means child, baby, little one. But paideia has the sense of being under the tutelage. Paideia. And so uh, important at this stage is putting yourself under the apprenticeship of somebody older, somebody wiser, somebody who could show you the way. It calls for humility and learning and growing. If you're in this stage, you probably need to join a small group. You, you probably shouldn't do it on your own. You should probably find some people older and wiser and, and who've been walking with Jesus for a little bit longer than you have and put yourself under their tutelage, under their instruction. And these, and these, these baby Christians, they are so important for us to have in our community. You know, one of the worst things that can happen at a church is for there to be no spiritual newborns around. 
You know, because we learn from their zeal and we're, we catch that fire again, you know. We, 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 we need to see that excitement so that, it, so that we don't lose our excitement. In fact, John, who wrote this book later on in the book of Revelation, he's talking to a church that has grown old and cold and kind of dead. And he says, remember your first love. He says, remember your first love. Remember what it was like at the very beginning. Remember what it was like when you were just enamored at the bare fact of your forgiveness. And he says, go back there. And when these young Christians are around, boy, we need them so much to see their excitement and to see their wonder at just the basic things of Christianity. John says, I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Well, let's move on to the next stage, uh, which John says is spiritual young adulthood. He calls these uh, spiritual young men or young women. And it's important to know that although this, this stage is exciting, we, we should be enamored and in awe with the basic, basic things of Christian faith, we do need to move on. We do need to grow. We do need to develop as Christians. And so Paul the Apostle in 1 Corinthians 13, he says this, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I reasoned as a child. But when I became an adult, I put away childish things. I grew up. Right there, there are things that, that are important in the in the very beginning. That, that, but you you do there are certain things that you need to let go of, let go of, and and put them away and move on to maturity. John calls this stage spiritual adulthood. What does this look like? Well, this stage is was marked by a flurry of growth and activity and productivity and fruitfulness. Uh, it's marked by busyness and, and, you know, vigor. This is kind of what where a spiritual young adult is. Maybe this is where you are. And notice the words that John uses to describe this, this stage. He says, you've overcome the evil one. And so uh, that's battle language right there. And so in this stage, you're fighting. You know, you're, you're doing battle against the evil one. You're, you're, doing, you're doing battle against your demons, Right at the beginning stage, you're just enamored at the fact that I'm forgiven. <laughs> I just can't believe that God would forgive me. How amazing it is that I'm redeemed. But at this stage, you're not happy with just forgiveness. You want to overcome those sins that have been plaguing you, maybe for, since you were a young person. And so in this stage, you're, you're, you're battling your demons, and, and you're, you're learning a lot about yourself. You know, you're discovering broken things about you. You know, maybe there's anger that you're dealing with, and you're someone that, that explodes in anger, and, or maybe it goes under the surface, and, and, it, and it's eroding your, your relationships, and it's eroding your, your uh, anxiety levels, and you're, you just you don't want to stop doing that. You know, you want to overcome that. You're, you're tired of being like that, and so in this stage, you're fighting those things. Or maybe you're dealing with, you know, it's greed, and for maybe for as long as you can remember, you just wanted more, 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 more money, more accolades, more prestige. And, and you're thinking, I, I want to learn how to be generous. That's great that God forgives me of my greed, but I want to overcome that greed. And so in this stage, you're, you're doing battle, and you're, and you're fighting against these demons and these dysfunctions and these patterns of life that maybe you've been living in for a very, very long time. At this stage, what's really important is self-knowledge, self-awareness, right? You're, you're beginning to see things about yourself that maybe you've ignored, you know, maybe you haven't seen before. You know, everybody, when they look in the mirror, mirror they don't see certain things, 
right? You just look at certain angles, right? Because there's certain things that you can't bear to look at. At this stage, you are taking a long, hard look at yourself. Maybe you're taking personality tests like the Enneagram. And you're learning the, the, the dysfunctions and the darker sides of your personality. And you're beginning to battle these things. And the good news for a young, young spiritual young adult is you're overcoming some of these things. You're, you're getting victory. And you're having good days as well as bad days. And John says, here's where they are. This is young men, young women. They're working and they're, and they're fighting against these things. And he says, notice uh, they're strong. And the word of God abides in them. So this stage is marked by a spiritual strength, right? So where a young baby is tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, at this stage, you're, you're looking more like a tree planted by the water. And your roots are going deep. And you're not, you know, when something bad happens, you're, you're, there, there's a little bit more endurance and stability to your life. And you're not moved around by all your emotions and, and from, you know, day in and day out. You're just, there's a stability that's beginning to mark your life. You're getting stronger and you're getting more fruitful. So this stage, uh, you begin to turn outward a little bit, right? Whereas before you might've been more of a consumer, a spiritual consumer that's always, I want, I want more and I want this. And how is the church and are others meeting my needs? Now you're beginning to look out. And you're asking the question, what is my vocation? What is my calling? What, am I, what are my gifts? Where does God want me to serve other people? And maybe you're beginning to move into that and you're serving maybe in Sunday school or, or you're beginning to find areas in the city where you can give out and, and, and serve other people that are in need. But, but you see, you're finding your calling and your life is becoming more and more fruitful. You're becoming a blessing to other people. You're not always looking in and thinking about me, but you're starting to think about other people. So John says you're strong and, and the, the word of God, of God abides in you and you're becoming fruitful. Now, the danger at this stage is to, is to get stuck uh, because this is the longest and the hardest stage. Many of you are in this stage. And, you know, it's, it's filled with, you know, you're discovering bad things about yourself that are ugly to look at, and you're fighting, and you're tired, and it's long, and you're wondering if you're ever going to get rid of some of these bad patterns in your life. And so this is long and exhausting. It's a stage marked by risk, and so you need courage, and it's uncomfortable, and there's suffering involved. And so the danger is just getting stuck and going back. And there are all sorts of warnings in the New Testament about this. So uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 1 and 2 says, And brethren, I could not speak to you as spiritual uh, people, but as fleshly people. As to infants in Christ, I gave you milk to drink and not solid food, for you were not able to receive it. Indeed, even now you're not able to receive it. You're still babies, or maybe you've gone back. It's too hard. And so just like, you know, my, one of my kids used to have a shirt that said, I still live with my parents. It's cute at four. But at 40, you know, it's like you, you're, you're, it's, life is too hard and it's too difficult and it involves too much courage. And so you get stuck in a certain age. Hebrews 5, 11, uh, 1 through 14 says, and concerning him, we have much to say. We have a lot to say to you guys. And it is hard to explain since you become dull of hearing. 
For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. So do you see the warning at this stage? I mean, it's hard and it's, and it's, it's rigorous and it's arduous. And, and the danger is to say, man, it's just too hard and, and just to get stuck. And instead of moving forward and taking ter- territory back from the evil one, you kind of linger in spiritual infancy. And so maybe the call for you at this stage is to grow up, to move forward. You know, maybe you need to serve. Maybe you need to discover your calling. Maybe you need to begin to overcome the sins that are, that are plaguing your life. Maybe this is what God is calling you into this morning. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but then the work pays off because notice the final stage that John talks about, which is spiritual fatherhood or motherhood. He says, I write to you fathers, Uh, Where is that at in verse 14? I I write to you, fathers, because you've known him who is from the beginning. So this is the final stage that John names of spiritual development. And it's spiritual fatherhood, spiritual motherhood. And I love the way he describes it. I write to you, fathers and mothers, because you've known the one who is from the beginning. That phrase is just dripping with wisdom and experience. You've known the one who's from the beginning. Some of you are there. John himself is in, that, in this stage. So John, the author of the letter, by this time, he's an old man. Most of the uh, apostles were martyred or they died uh, at a young age. But John, John uh, lived into old age. In fact, he couldn't walk in his older years, so they would carry him, carry him around. He was a pastor to a network of churches, and so they would carry him around, and he would preach from a cot. So he's, there he is, he's an old age, he's a spiritual father. And in this age, you've grown in wisdom. And you've come to know God, just like an old couple, you know, they, you know each other so well, you know your spouse, and they know you. And with, with, when someone's in this stage, they, they're known by God, and they know him. Like Abraham, you might even say that they are, they've become a friend of God. And this stage is marked, I think, by acceptance. You know, you're, you're kind of done fighting. It's not that you're perfect. I mean, nobody gets perfect in this life, but you've kind of reached a, a level of acceptance with life. You know, you've reached a level of surrender when it comes to your relationship with God. There's a, an author, he's a, a Greek author, and his name is uh, Nikos Kazantzakis. Hopefully I said that right. But he, he writes books, novels on... Um, you know, spirituality and Christianity. He's a Greek, he's a Greek, Greek Orthodox Christian. And he tells a story about how he met with a, an old father, an old priest. His name was Father Makarios. And he goes to the old priest and he says, do you still wrestle with the devil? And the old priest said, uh, not any longer, my child. I've grown too old and he's grown old with me. He does not have the strength Now I wrestle with God. With God, exclaimed Kazantzakis, and you hope to win? No, he answered the monk, I hope to lose. And so this this level of spiritual development, you've, you've been fighting all of your life. 
and you've reached a point where you, you're, you're kind of in a place of, of acceptance. In the Old Testament, and I think the priest is sort of riffing off this, that there's a story of a man named Jacob. He's a patriarch in Israel. And he's, he's, he's advancing in years. His name, his name is Jacob. And Jacob means a swindler. And uh, that's kind of his personality. All of his life, he was kind of, you know, he stole the birthright from his brother. And he's trying to wrestle with God and fight with God. And, and he's so ambitious, but kind, of a, but kind of a sneak at the same time. And as he gets older, you know, he, he has to flee his brother. And he's living out in the wilderness. And he's growing and he's maturing. And there's this scene in his story where he falls asleep. He's going back to kind of reconnect with his brother again after so many years. And uh, in this, he has a dream. And in the dream, he wrestles with God. And he's just fighting with God. And he's saying, I won't let you go until you bless me. I'm not letting go unless you bless me. He's been fighting with God all of his life. And this is kind of his, his theme, you know, kind of the thing that he repeats. I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me, God. And in the dream, he finally lets go because God breaks his hip. And then God changes his name to Israel. Uh, Jacob means swindler. Israel means governed by God. For the rest of his life, he walked with a limp, and his name was governed by God. And this is spiritual fatherhood or motherhood. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of a level of wisdom and acceptance that, that, you know, God, I think God does know best when it comes to my life. And there's a level of surrender there. The church needs these people. Our church needs these people. Just as much as we need these, the young babies in the faith, we need the spiritual parents. You know, we need the, the, the wisdom that comes from decades of walking with Jesus. You know, when you're, old, when you're older in the faith, you can kind of look back with the perspective you know, and see where, where people are veering off. And we need these people to speak into our lives. We need to, to listen to them and hear what they might have to say. My brother was, I was having a conversation with my brother last week. And uh, my brother's oldest is, I think she's 17 years old. And he was kind of reflecting on his parenthood. And he said, man, I wonder, I wonder if she's going to, as she goes off to college, if she's going to walk with Jesus. You know, I wonder if I've done everything, all the right things. I wonder if I've, you know, catechized her enough. I wonder if, you know, we've developed a church that has helped her. I wonder, and, I, and I, he said, Brent, what do you think would make the most difference in her life? And I remember back in my own, my own life. And when I was a young, a young person, the, the one thing that made the biggest difference in my spiritual development was my grandma. And my grandma, she was this old saint. She was a spiritual mother. She prayed for me for decades. Uh, we went to her house for every, you know, holiday. And honestly, when I look back, the thing that made the most impact on my spiritual development was the spiritual mother. And the danger of this, of this stage is checking out. Just saying, you know what? Maybe I'll move to Florida, <laughs> you know, golf. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but kind of to check out, but, and to not see that the church needs you and we need your wisdom and, and we need you to speak into our community and we need to learn how to do that better as a, as a church. Three stages, um, spiritual children, uh, spiritual young adults, spiritual parents. 
And John says, this is the way it is to know God. You know, this is the way John talks about spirituality. It's not, you know, like you take a pill and suddenly you just have arrived. No, walking with Jesus, knowing Jesus is a lifelong journey. And it's important to know where you are. So here's some homework today. We can kind of think about this. Uh, Maybe think about naming your spiritual stage. Where, Where are you at in the journey? Where are you? If you were to go home and maybe reflect on, on where, what stage you're at, you know, where are you? Are you, a, are you still a baby? You know, are you, are you at that place where you're just learning and growing? Or maybe you're at a place where you're battling with sins and you're, you're beginning to get stronger and stronger. Or maybe you're, you're, you know, you've been walking with Jesus for a long time and you might consider yourself a spiritual parent. Name your spiritual stage. This is important. Some of you are type A overachievers, and it's all about just getting through the stage. And, and this is not the way it works with the spiritual life. You need to kind of know where you are and be where you are. Just kind of be where you are in the moment. Where am I? What stage am I in? Am I making progress? Am I making appropriate progress? And then maybe... Um, Take the appropriate step towards maturity. So wherever you are, there's always a next step. Wherever you are, there's always, uh, there's always appropriate action to take. So what might be your next step today towards maturity? Maybe you've been coming to church for a long time and you're thinking, man, I need to kind of land the plane. I need to anchor myself in a community and I need to join a small group. Maybe where that's where you are. You'll have an opportunity next week. Shameless plug, or maybe you need to find a, a mentor and, and apprentice yourself to somebody older and wiser. Maybe you're thinking, I've, I've been checking out. I need to engage. I need to, I'm a spiritual parent. I need to, to find somebody, maybe somebody in your family, or maybe someone in the family of faith that you can impart wisdom to. What is your next step in this journey towards? towards maturity? What do you need? To, what's, what's the appropriate action you need to take today? And then finally, I want you to find Jesus. I want you to find Jesus. Jesus Christ is in every stage. That's, that's the thing here. When you look at what John, as John describes each stage, which stage needs Jesus Christ the most? Class. It's a trick question. You need Jesus in every single stage. You don't move beyond the grace and love of Christ. You don't move. The, the, the journey to knowing God is not a journey away from the cross. It's a journey deeper and deeper into the reality of the cross. You need Jesus at every stage. The little children, their sins are forgiven for his name's sake. There's Jesus in that stage. He's the forgiver of sins. The, the young adults, they overcome because Jesus Christ, the word is abiding in them. And the fathers and mothers, they've known him who is from the beginning. Who is him who is from the beginning? John says it earlier, this is Jesus Christ. Find Jesus Christ in your stage. Where in your life do you need Jesus today? Where do you need his grace? Where do you need his love? Where do you need to find Jesus today? Maybe you need his power his resurrection power to overcome the, the darkness in your life. Because we never, we never move beyond our need for the cross in Jesus. Karl Barth, uh, who's a theologian, uh, 
he wrote pages, pages of th theology. And at the end of his life, he was, he was visiting uh, the University of Chicago and he was doing a lecture at the Rockefeller Chapel there uh, in Chicago. And, and at the end of his lecture, the students had an opportunity to ask this old man about theology. And one student said, uh, Karl Barth, uh, in all of your years of studying, in all of your years of knowing and learning about God and writing about God and studying about God, what is the most important thing that you've ever learned? And Karl Barth looked back at the young man and said, the, the most important thing I've learned about God over the years is something I learned as a little child on my mother's knee. He said, it's Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And so you never move beyond your need for, your gratitude of, the grace and love of Jesus. Find Jesus in your stage. This morning, we're going to have an opportunity to come to the Lord's Supper. And it's a great opportunity to just reflect on where you are and, and, and what might be your next step and where Jesus might be right there, right there to help you and to give you power and give you anything you need to move towards knowing him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you uh, so much for this passage, this rich passage about uh, growth, maturity, about becoming, about what it might look like to, to, to go on the journey of, of knowing you. Father, I pray that you give us insight, give us self-awareness to know where we are. God, I pray that you give us patience wherever we are. And God, I pray you'd also give us the uh, wisdom to know what might be our next step to, mo to moving forward. Uh, give us the ability to risk and to trust and to step out in faith because every, every step of maturity is a risk of, of growth and that takes courage. And God, as we come to the table this morning, I pray that we would uh, come to a deeper knowledge and awareness of Jesus Christ, his love for us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.